Warning, this podcast contains mature themes, coarse language, and hella spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Love and Horror, a podcast about opposing film genres and the women who love them. I'm Deanne, and I love horror. And I'm Laura, and I love romance and drama. I don't know why, but I am just always cold all the time. Hmm. I am. And it's not because it's like, you know how like when you're in the office, like, oh, all the skinny people are like always so cold. It's like, well, that's not the issue. It's woman's winter. Woman's winter? Have you never seen the woman's winter? (laughs) Oh, God. What is that? It's a, like a BuzzFeed or Funny or Die or something. Oh, hey. I forgot about Funny or Die. Well, on that note, welcome to episode 48. I did it right. Yes. I should have shut up and just let you finish. But we all know that's not what I do. Well, yeah, it's like either way. It was like, I'll I'll struggle through it. (laughs) What other way is there to do things? Well, we are doing episode 48. I don't know. I thought I had like a big like, (laughs) yeah, this is what's happening. But it's like, no. We had a nice little morning in the valley. We did, yeah. yeah. I went to a little market, and then we went to the gardens. I don't know if other places have, like, going to the gardens like we do. Yeah, I don't know. We have, but, like, market gardens 20 yeah. minutes out of the city, and... It's like going kind of, like, right to the farm. Yeah. To, like, buy your vegetables or plants in Plants. I bought and, a giant iris I'm excited yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was nervous, like, walking around, like, the market with you with that, because it's like... <laughs> I was going to take, take somebody's hat off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're, you're, do you want to go take that out to the car was not... I mean, a little bit. I was <laughs> like, it, it could, you know, if you want to, I, I'd wait here for you. It's fine. I only almost took one person's head off with it. And then me a couple of times, but it's fine. I got out of the way. I mean, I, I should know better. I should, yeah. Come on. You know what's right there. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a you problem. It is. This is true. Well, I am back from Alberta. I went with my sister and my niece. We took a little road trip. Nice. It was fun times. My niece got to see the mountains for the first time. Oh, that's exciting. I totally said that like an American too. Mountains. Mountains. That word has a T in it. Mountains. (laughs) Sorry to all our American listeners, but the amount of words that they pronounce that like don't have, that has a T in it, that they don't pronounce with a T. Don't forget to button your coat. Buttons. It's like middens. Tees, my friends. Tees, mittens, <laughs> buttons. That one drives Kitten. Me. Kitten, right? Kittens. Oh my God. There was like, what was it? Like the Lumsden cat yeah. rescue? And there was a kitten there that looked exactly like baby Hazel. And there was a little gray one that had a little white face and it wanted to come home with oh me so God. bad. The ones in like that one enclosure where like the Hazel kitten was, yeah. they were like everyone's <sighs> friends and they just needed to go home with someone. They needed to go home with me, except my dogs are nightmares. Yeah. Someday. Not even going to disagree with you there. Just Someday I'll have a kitty, but yeah. not anytime soon. Yeah, but oh man, they were sweet. <laughs> they were so sweet. That one lady that was like playing with that one like hazel kitten. Yeah. I, like I, I even, like when I told her, that cat needs to go home with you. It's yeah. like, no, that cat wants to go home it with did. you. It did. It was yes. like crawling out of the cage to her. Yeah. Oh my God, so sweet. Yeah. Wow. You had a nice little trip. Uh, you had a much more uh, fun week than I did. That's right, yes. I got 
The Rona. The Rona. Is that your second or your third infection? Second. Okay. So yeah. now we've both had it twice. <clears throat> yeah, my first one was like March 2020. It was like yeah, OG. That was like a serious one. I had COVID before. It was cool. Oh, okay. Well, just like <laughs> adjust your glasses and like twirl your hipster mustache a little bit there. I mean, I probably could, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. So I spent the week... Well, still working because yeah. I wasn't actually that sick. Yes. I didn't get really, really mm-hmm. sick with this one, but working from home because I wasn't allowed to go to the office. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a pretty unexciting week in my world. Yeah. Yeah. When I got COVID like the second time, like last summer, like I was just like, my throat just hurts, but I feel fine. So yeah. like, I work from home anyway. So I just yeah. like yeah. logged in. But the first time I got COVID, it was like, why didn't I milk that? Right. Because it was like early enough I mean I guess it was like Christmas of 2021 so it was like kind of midway through yeah. but enough that like people were still like really? really concerned about it and like my boss was very like if you need anything like let me know like whatever I can do and I should have just like taken the fucking week off right yeah it was like the week between like Christmas and New Year's I should have taken totally the week off. I totally could have milked this more too but so instead of actually like calling in sick from work I just worked from home and fucked the dog the whole week yeah, yeah. I was, it was a pretty unproductive week. I, yeah. I got, you know, the stuff I needed to done and I got the meetings that I needed to go to attended and yeah. stuff, but there was no extra. Yeah. It's like, I'm doing the bare minimum because yes. like I have COVID. Yeah. Like, and my boss was totally fine with that too. Even like on Friday, my, we have like a little group chat between my boss and then the other like specialist, which is what my role is. And I, yeah. and, uh, my other specialist said, can I take this project off your hands? I'd like to give it a try. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I said, um, yeah, you can if you want, but I hope it's not because you guys are like, what's she been doing all right? week? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, no, you've been sick. It's fine. So, oh, yeah, even good. my boss and my coworker were like, it's fine. You did what you needed to yeah. do and, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I've, we have really, uh, I don't, I mean, when you have COVID, it's like, what did you do? I have COVID, the end. I did, um, the most exciting thing that happened in my week is, uh, my cucumber plant has been, like, insanely prolific, Ooh. so I've been, like, cooking or making salads and stuff with cucumbers every day, and then I picked a bunch of my carrots and I pickled them, and nice. I picked a bunch of my beans and I pickled You're them. You're like so. the pickling queen. Like, I, legitimately, when I think of, like, pickling something, I think of you. Which, so this year I used a, pro, a product called Pickle Crisp. I, I pickle a lot of things and then I end up throwing Hashtag them. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> um, and then I end up not eating them because oh. pickles have to be crunchy. Mm-hmm. And you can't have a floppy pickle. I've always used my aunt's recipe and my aunt makes... The best pickles. Yeah. But for some reason, anytime I've made it, they haven't been nice and crunchy. So mm. uh, I used pickle crisp this year and the beans I've tried so far and they're really good. Yeah. So I'm going to open up a jar of the pickles Wait. or the carrots. Yeah. And see if they're crunchy. Then I'm going to pick all the rest of my carrots and make them all into pickles because nice. I love pickled carrots so much. I just, I can't believe you're going to pickle all of them. Like just eat some carrots. Well, I've eaten some, but yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'd rather pickled carrot than a than a a plain carrot, so okay, may as well fair. make my harvest into what is a treat for me. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's your harvest, so you <laughs> may as well eat it the <laughs> way I you want. want to. I'm not going to gatekeep your garden. 
Um, speaking of gardens, when we went to the gardens today, you bought a vegetable that I had always heard of, but I had never eaten. And then you made me try it. I'm very proud of you. And it's actually delicious. Had a kohlrabi. I see it all the time in the grocery store and it's like, I don't even know what you would do with that. Yeah. I, it's all I've ever done is just peeled it and eaten it raw. It's like yeah. just a snack. It was really good. Um, my grandma used to grow them, rows and rows hmm. of them in her big farm garden. Yeah. So they always make me think of my grandma, and that's all—that's how she always served them too. So quite often, even my dad grows them now, and not not to the volume that my yeah, grandma did, yeah. but quite often, like while supper is cooking, she'd peel one and slice it up and put it on the table, and everybody'd snack uh, on it a little bit before supper. So yeah. my dad does that every once in a while when he's got one. We do that with like ready potatoes, to. which I feel like I told you that I love raw potatoes. Okay, who was I telling then? I was telling someone like. Oh, yeah, like just like peel a potato and just like eat it while you're like peeling potatoes. Yeah. And I can't remember who I told. I thought it was you, but they were like, oh, my God, you're the weirdest person no, ever. I totally am on board with that. So it wouldn't have been me. I, um, yeah, if I'm peeling potatoes and like dicing them up to make mashed potatoes or yeah. something, um, I, yeah, I snack. It's All the same the time. thing like with the kohlrabi, though. I need to sprinkle a little salt oh, on okay. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I will just definitely like snarf down some potato chunks as I'm peeling potatoes. So in, you know, the realm of all the thrilling things that I'm talking about here, pickles and whatever, um, I made the worst batch of mashed potatoes. No I made way. inedible mashed potatoes. What? How? How did that even happen? <laughs> it was like just a comedy of errors. Oh. Um, so I had just, I made ma- um, meatloaf for supper. Oh, okay. And in my world, meatloaf has to have mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. Like, it's illegal oh, okay. to eat uh, meatloaf with anything hmm. other than mashed potatoes. Okay. <laughs> so I had a meatloaf in the freezer that I had made up previously and just yeah. put in the freezer. So I'd cooked it up and I was making my mashed potatoes and yeah. we didn't have a ton of potatoes. So I'm like, okay, well, there's enough for the one meal. There's not going to be leftovers, yeah. but that's fine. I don't uh, like mashed potato leftovers. Oh, I do. I love They just don't potatoes. turn out very well the next day. Um, but so, yeah, so I peeled up my potatoes mm-hmm. and I boiled them up and I had them sitting in the strainer and then I was warming up some cream and butter in my pot to yeah. uh, heat it up before I mashed the, it in Ooh, with the potatoes. Look at you getting fancy. I just uh, pour it in cold. I try and heat it up. It supposedly makes the potatoes not seize as much. So oh. anyway, I um, put way too much milk and cream oh, in the pot for I, the amount yeah, of potatoes that I had. Yeah. So I started mashing them up just with my hand masher and I'm yeah. like, this is like soup oh no this is not good so then I got out my like immersion blender like yeah, yeah. hand blender uh-huh. thing and I'm like maybe if I whip them a little bit but then it just made like paste okay I guess you did I it guess you better. did make them inedible it gets better because the potatoes were underboiled a little bit too oh, so no. then they didn't even mash smoothly so it was like paste with hard little chunks in it. Ooh. So I had a box. Those are just flavor crystals. <laughs> it was it was inedible. Oh. Like I took a spoonful and it made me gag. Yeah. The, the texture was so, I mean, mm. I'm a texture person. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was awful. But I, um. so I broke my, I broke the law because the meatloaf was already cooked. Yeah. And I had a box of minute rice in my oh, pantry. Yeah. And I don't usually use minute rice. I huh. usually use like. Real rice. Long cooking rice. But I had made a recipe a while ago that called for instant rice. And I didn't want to screw it up and put regular rice in and then maybe it not cook right. So I I bought it specifically for that. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, blessing in disguise, I guess. So I made minute rice to go with our meatloaf. Oh, jeez. 
I didn't die. There I guess, you go. Is the you moral survived. Story, but yeah. I did break the law. Yeah, I made a roast chicken last night, and so it was like, well, I will allow mashed potatoes with this. I'm not crazy about mashed potatoes. I'm not a huge potato person anyway. But it's like, uh, with like a roast, you want to have like mashed potatoes. So I made them, but then like my chicken didn't have a lot of dripping. So Mm. it was really hard to make the gravy. And so I just had like a tiny little bit of like shitty gravy. And I was like, fail. But it was still delicious because a roasted bird is my favorite food. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I love, I'm a potato girl. Like Mm -hmm. give me any kind of potato. And I love, love, love mashed potatoes. Um, I'm a potato. I'm a potato. Boil and mash them, stick them in a stew. Yeah. <laughs> um, even there was a day that we were, when I was out east on my holiday with my mom, yeah. where, like, I was eating all the fish and chips I could out there. Yeah. Because that's the only seafood I like, but I yeah. really like fish and chips. And yeah. one day I got mashed potatoes with them just because oh, I was like, sick of fries. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I just want a side of mashed potatoes. How was mashed I mean, potatoes with fish and chip? chips? It was good. Was it good? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel mean, like it was it just fish and mashed yeah. potatoes. Then. I feel like it doesn't make it like as portable. No, but like because I feel like when we were in England, like we would get it like literally like wrapped in a piece of newspaper. And then yeah, find like a bench to sit. Yeah, on exactly. And eat it. Yeah, or yeah. like a little little cardboard box from yeah. a walk-up yeah, yeah, window yeah. or whatever. No, this was like in a pub oh, on a plate. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, in a pub on a plate. Sounded like a little song for a second. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, should we talk about some movies? Let's do it. <laughs> This episode, we had a loose theme of the patriarchy. Um, but then as we were watching, I was like, oh, I found another loose theme of England. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That works. Yeah. So, yeah, the English countryside. <laughs> so, yeah, just any way we can shoehorn that in. Absolutely. Yeah. So, starting with the horror movie this time, I had you watch Men. Did you know anything about men before this movie? Not a thing. I knew. The only thing that I feel like I vaguely knew is I think it was it like made for a streaming service. Like was it made for Amazon? Um, no, it it did have a theatrical oh. release, but I feel like it went video on demand quite quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So then, no, I knew nothing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I had heard lots of like horror TikTok channels. Mm-hmm say that it was really messed up or that, mm. you know, like that it was really good or whatever, but yeah. not any plot points or anything. Yeah. Cause I remember like seeing when it came out in video demand, it's like, this is available already. Like hmm. I can watch it already. Um, I did just watch it like on a DVD from the library. Cause at the library one day, oh. I up some movies and I would flip through. I was like, Oh, Hey man, oh, I'll watch that. And then I noticed like once I got it home, it's like, Oh, it's on prime. I could hmm. just watch it without leaving my house. But yeah, it did hit video on demand oh, quite okay. quickly. Yeah. Well, Men is a 2022 film. It was written and directed by Alex Garland, who was also the screenwriter for 28 Days Later. Oh. Uh, It stars Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear and Rory Kinnear and Rory Kinnear and Rory Kinnear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I looked everywhere and I could not find a budget for this one. It's the first time that's ever happened to me. Um, I did find a little um, like Reddit discussion because they were, for some reason, talking about the budget for this movie. Like, the like the title for it was actually, like, men, budget, question mark. Hmm. And it's like, why is this a discussion? But they said that um, they couldn't find a budget anywhere, but Alex Garland's movie Ex Machina was, had a budget of $15 million. And they were like, I assume it wouldn't cost any more than Ex Machina because there wasn't... Ex Machina had, like, way more special effects and right. whatnot. Yeah. So 
people on the internet are guessing it's between like seven and ten million dollars. Yeah, so. I feel like you know that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. it was like fairly just like there was really no need for a lot of special effects. Yeah, until At towards the, the end, but. Um, and it gets real special. I've never seen Ex Machina, but I've heard it's really good. I have good. it. I, it. It keeps like coming up when I'm like looking through like my streaming, and it's like I should watch that. But yeah, it's on my happened. someday. I'll get around. Yeah, to it you list. know, just the ever growing list. Yeah, um, but it did make eleven point two million dollars at the box office. Hmm. So, like I said, I think it did like a couple of like film festivals, maybe like a week in theaters, and then just like immediately went mm. video on demand. So that's why it didn't make a ton of money. Yeah, but yeah. And then when you put it on uh, streaming, it doesn't make any money, right. and the actors don't make any residuals. Yeah. So like I said last week, we support SAG after a striking. Absolutely. Um, sidebar, like fucking five minutes into this movie, I saw um, one of the actors from Orange is the New Black. They were like, I'm on like one of the, like at the time, it was one of oh, like the biggest shows um, on, on TV, and like, here's my last residual check. It was two cents. Yeah, I saw her. her. She played Brooke. Mm. Did you watch Orange is the New Black? I watched like the first couple of seasons. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of who I it can't was think that... of her actual name, but I know the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, here's all that money I'm making from this really popular show yeah. I'm in. People think that that like if you get on a Netflix show or whatever, yeah. you're raking it in, but like no. No. And Netflix has to make a shit ton of money. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they spend a lot of money. Like they just, uh, they do, yeah. They, like just the things they do, it's like Calm down. Right? You don't have to do and, like everything at once. And then they'll they'll invest a huge amount of money in a like a high production value show and play it for two seasons yeah. and then yeah. it goes away. And it's like I feel like with a streaming service like that, the ratings, like the number of views and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, some people might not find it for years, right? Yeah. Like, so it, it's it's a little different than, like, it's airing this season, but when mm-hmm. you put it on in, like, a binging kind of fashion, it, yeah. it's it's different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they just, like, when it comes to a movie, they just green light everything. Yeah. I saw a skit one time. I don't know what it was on, but it was, like, you know, the Netflix boardroom. People would come up and it's like, okay, so I have this idea for a movie. Green light. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes has a 40% audience score and a 69% on the tomato meter. Nice. <laughs> and Metacritic gave it a 5.4 user score and a 65 meta score. Hmm. The Ghost of Roger Ebert gave it three stars out of four. And they said, I didn't, once again, I didn't write down who was reviewing for, yeah. it was just the Ghost of Uncle Roger. Um, they say, for a while it's possible that Harper's just paranoid, as in one quietly powerful scene in which she sends her voice echoing playfully down an empty tunnel, only to discover that perhaps it's not empty after all. But in time, we're in full-on hallucination zone, and dazzlingly so. Men buzzes and builds to a frenzy in ways that are reminiscent of Darren Aronofsky's mother, which divided audiences the way Garland's film surely will. When I watched that last night, I was like, oh, I feel the way I did when I watched Mother. I didn't get that the first time, but last night I was like, ooh, yucky, 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 (laughs) I don't feel right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can tell you without a doubt right now, we will never watch Mother for this. (laughs) Unless it's like, you watch it, but I will not watch it again, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, no, I I, I know enough about it. I don't... uh, I 
that movie fucked me up. Hmm. I cannot watch it. Yeah. And that I'm happy like, to never watch it. And that's like saying something for me because yeah. I watch all kinds of fucked up shit. Yeah. But mother, mm-mm. nope, 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 nope. <laughs> um, I did find a review on Bloody Disgusting where they actually quantified it. Woo-hoo! They gave it three and a half out of five skulls. <laughs> Just for some reason, they gave it a quantifiable thing in this review. <laughs> I'll never get over it. Ever. But on bloodydisgusting.com... They say, as for the horror, Garland opts for a slow build of unsettling dread. It coils with mounting pressure, increasing in scares and intensity until it explodes in an insane, jaw-dropping third act that veers into Grand Guignol. It's an audacious finale full of holy shit moments that satisfies from a horror standpoint, bringing the overarching themes full circle. Garland is less successful in bringing Harper's act to a satisfying or fully coherent close, however. And then there were a lot of reviews where it's like, oh, so this movie is saying all men are bad and you oh, hate fuck. men. And it's like. <sighs> it's just like the Barbie movie. Right? Like, it's not, it's not like in praise of men. So therefore it hates men. Right? And it's like, that's not. Two things can exist, yeah. you know? Um, so I did find a little thing in here uh, from the National Review. I don't know anything about this uh, publication, but. In the National Review, they said, Despite its hallucinatory finale, Men is not really an examination of spousal guilt or women's fearful psychology. Plus, it's too absurd to substantiate the media's fascination with toxic masculinity. Oh, fuck. And it's like... That's like saying I have a fascination with oxygen. No, yeah. it just exists. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like... And... And... Just get on my little soapbox yeah. here for a second... Toxic, the, the fact that toxic masculinity is a thing mm-hmm. does, is not saying that all masculinity right? is toxic. I feel like that's where people get off mm-hmm. the rails with it is because if you call out toxic masculinity, they think that you're saying that all men are toxic and yeah. all masculinity is toxic. No, there is very healthy masculinity. yes. But there is toxic masculinity. And if you it's have its a own problem, thing. If you have a problem with like, just talking about toxic masculinity, Guess chances what? are you're the one we're talking right. about. Right, yeah. yeah. It's me, hi, I'm the problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that are, is all the reviews I found. Um, why don't you go ahead and give me a synopsis? All right, so a woman whose husband recently died by apparent suicide after she asked for a divorce decides to go out to the countryside for a couple of weeks for some peace. As she's exploring the area, she sees a strange naked man, and he later appears at her rental house. As she starts to feel more unsettled, she encounters more strange men from the village. And then in one harrowing night, she is forced to confront them all. No one is safe or someone she can trust. It devolves into a bizarre scene of men birthing men, and she resigns herself... To the needs of men, I guess? <laughs> Question mark? Uh, yeah, I don't really know. But yeah. That's it, I guess. Yeah. In a nutshell. <laughs> that's it. The end. So I legitimately could not find a single fun fact about this movie. Oh, really? I think it's just because it's indie and maybe just because it came out like just last year. There yeah. Was just like, I was looking through and I was like, there's nothing here. There's nothing hmm. fun about this movie. But I did find as I was like on... The conversation for men on Reddit, I found this little like, um, like comment that someone left, and I laughed so hard. And then like the conversation below it like made another good point. So I'm just gonna read what I found because sure. it's just entertaining. 
So uh, a user on in, on a Reddit called Lewis Bancroft says, sending thoughts and prayers out to the animators who had to finish the <laughs> rendering on the Rory Kenosi for days on end. I just I was like, that's good. But yes. And then um, uh, a deleted user uh, responded, the IMDb parents guide description for that ending made me laugh for some reason. It says, quote, a man gets pregnant and a vagina emerges beneath his penis. Then he graphically, graphically gives birth to a smaller version of himself. The smaller version then because the same thing happened to him. And the cycle occurs for a few times before somebody is birthed out of another's mouth. Full frontal nudity is present this whole time. End quote. I'm so glad they warned me about the full frontal right. nudity. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's all I have for facts. Why don't you go ahead and tell me all your thoughts and feelings on men? I still so. am not sure what my <laughs> thoughts and feelings on men are, but uh, I'll take you through my thought process okay. as I watched it anyway. <laughs> the, it, so it builds very slowly, mm-hmm. and like even the opening credits is a really long kind of shot. And, yep. um, the song that was playing, it gave me very Stevie Nicks vibes. Ah. I even actually Googled it, and it wasn't anybody I know. But uh, I can't even think of how like that enter- opening song goes. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. recreate it for you, but I, I could tell it wasn't Stevie Nicks, but I'm like, this has very Stevie oh, Nicks vibes. Okay. And then at the, the end, the closing credits had very Crosby, Stills, Nash Oh, wow. Those two songs didn't stand out at all. The rest of the soundtrack, like, is, was very, like, notable for me, but mm. the, the two, like, bumper songs. And that's so funny yeah. because, like, the rest of the songs I, <laughs> I was ve- barely conscious of. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't realize this was British. It gets points for that. Ah, yes. So I was like, well, I'm sure bad stuff is going to happen in this house, but so far I am in love with it. Oh my it. God, right? That house, the bathtub. So... I'm like, oh, I want to have a bath in that bathtub. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. So sweet. I loved it so much. I, I loved how it was like the kitchen was modern, but there was still like the old yeah. features. And I would imagine it probably was a real house that they shot in. Yeah. I um, would love to tell you about it, but I couldn't, <laughs> I, I was sure that at least I could find that. Yeah. And nothing. But yeah, I was just like. I am in love with this house. And Those like, like exposed beams in the yes, roof. I love I, that. You know, and every time I see houses like that or like anything shot in old houses in England or France or, you know, remembering back to my time in France mm-hmm. and I stayed in a 200-year-old stone house. Oh, cool. Yeah. It just always makes me think of like, that will never happen here. There will yeah. never be 200-year-old no. no. buildings here because we don't take care of our Absolutely shit. Absolutely not. No. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, like we have like heritage buildings that sit empty until they mysteriously burn down. Oh, yeah. Somebody will buy and then try to rezone it or try to get permits to uh, renovate it, knowing full well when they purchased it that it was yeah. a heritage home. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll get denied because it's a heritage home. And then, yeah, yeah it'll sit vacant until the pigeons take over or, yeah. The... It mysteriously burns down. I'm looking at you, travelers building downtown. Yeah. I'm so sad. Yeah. I love that building. Oh, And then, yeah. you know diatribe here but um there it's happened so many times in the city where like a beautiful old building will burn down or get knocked down or Mm -hmm. whatever and I'll you know express sadness about it and people just shit all over it's just a building why like it's not a person and it's like but it's history and it's beautiful and yeah beautiful things aren't being built anymore no not at all it's just function yeah it's like yeah when you go to europe it's like oh you can have function and fashion yeah you can like just have like 
a post office, but it can also look nice. Right, yeah. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, when we were out east last month, mm-hmm. it was a lot of the, like, there's there's laws around maintaining the frontage of homes and buildings oh, and stuff. okay. It's even got a name. It's called, like, Save the Face or something oh, like that. Cool. So you can renovate the inside or the back of a house, mm-hmm. but you have to keep the the front the same. Oh, nice. Um, and businesses are built to kind of emulate that as well. So even like a oh. shopper's drug mart is going to look like an old little like Nantuckety kind of building. I feel like or... I saw something about that where it's like, or maybe it wasn't even down east. Maybe it was like somewhere in the States, kind of like the same thing where like, it was like, like the old like front and then you kind of almost like went through it and there was a landing and then like, then they went through like the actual door oh? to like the... To like the store or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. I like that. It's like when you, I was just in Banff and like all the, like the, the stores in Banff look like little like mountain chalets. Yeah. And you go yeah. in and it's like, oh, I'm just in Roots or like, I'm just in yeah, like, you know, yeah. a drugstore or whatever. But yeah, it just made it all look so cohesive yeah. and nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, back yeah, to anyway. the house that we're talking about. Yes. But yeah, so that was just like the whole way through. I was like, I'm in love with this yeah. village and this house and I know that. It's going to all get ruined. Yeah. I, so we kind of flash back a bit to where she's on her little finding peace getaway mm-hmm. and the flashbacks of what happened with her husband. And she's telling him he wants, she wants a divorce and he's saying he's going to kill himself. Yeah. And I'm like, that is such Which is like manipulative yeah. gaslighty bullshit. Oh, like the to, fucking worst. Like even like somebody would, if, if you left your partner and they took their life. Mm-hmm. You would you would feel guilty about For that, sure. even if they never said that it was about yeah. you. But to actually say, like, I'm going to do this and it's going to be your fault. Yeah. He actually even says, my death will be on your conscience. Like, it's like fuck fucked. you. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that, like, a fucking, like, teenager says to, like, their, like, first girlfriend. Like, oh, you can't leave me. I'll kill myself. Yeah. But you're a fucking grown-ass man. Nobody's responsible for your actions. Right? Yeah, Exactly. And and not not to be unsympathetic to people who sure. are suicidal, but you can't put that on somebody else. Absolutely not. No. And anybody who would go to that extent, it's already on their mind. It's yep. already their state yes. of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, if an incident puts them over the edge, they were already yes. toes over the edge. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so she's so we're back in the English countryside mm-hmm. after we see the kind of beginnings of the incident with her husband. Um, she's wandering around and she finds this old tunnel, which I'm like uncomfortable immediately, but she starts playing with her echo in Mm. it. And I'm like, something creepy is about to happen. Cause she was, that scene was really long. It was. They, they really drew it out and, and the longer, so, you know, she first starts, steps up to it a little trepidatious and makes yeah. a little echo. And then she gets like halfway in it and kind of loses herself a little mm. bit. And the more she loses herself in it, the more I was like, my stomach was sinking, waiting oh, for something yeah. bad to happen. I was, when I was watching that scene last night, this is my second watch through. It's like, why do filmmakers and TV makers and like echo or um, cartoonists and whatnot seemingly not know how echoes work? I know that was a little... That was part like, of what that's was... Not, that's not how echoes work. Yeah. That was part of what was unnerving me a little bit too was I'm like, is is it actually her echo yeah. or is it something yeah. copying her or something? Because that isn't a natural echo. Yeah. Because like she was like, ah, 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 ah. 
And then it like did it back. And it's like, no, what you would hear is, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. You just hear like the last little bit. Like you wouldn't hear it completely repeat it back and then able to Multiple harmonize with your echo. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was like it was going from one end of the tunnel to the other almost or whatever. And it's like, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, that literally... That part really took me out of the movie. I that, can, that was the part. Yes, that part. <laughs> Everything else is completely I, I was natural totally and normal. on board except for that echo. Especially the last few scenes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Quite often, I, if I have a feeling about a movie after I've watched it, I don't say boo. I don't yeah, yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. a single word about it. But I definitely had to text you with a, what the fuck did I just watch <laughs> after this one? Yeah, and I'm like, the longer she stays in the tunnel, the more unsettled I feel. Yes. And then so she sees somebody at the other end of the tunnel, and she starts running. Yeah. And I immediately, I'm like, she's going to miss the little part of the path that she climbed mm. down onto yeah. that path. And sure enough, she gets a little lost. And that's such a, I, you know, I know, I feel like I've even talked about on here before. Like, I never worry about getting lost. I'm always like, I will find yeah. where I need to go. Yeah. But yeah, if you are in... A completely unfamiliar remote countryside yep. that I would worry about getting yes. lost in. Yeah, Not, I'm sure. never, never driving around an unfamiliar city or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, out alone in the woods. Um, and she, you know, she walks around quite a bit. And yes. there, it's it's definitely priming you for like. Because it all like looks the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah when I went like hiking in the backcountry, like an overnight thing, I definitely like like made like strong notes about like, okay, like it's here and then it's here. And I like took like, a couple of pictures, like remember like this rock yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. And it was like. That's a good idea taking pictures. Yeah. And then like once I got to like the top of like a hill, I was like, okay, I know if I look like this way on the hill, I can see the parking lot. It's like way the hell over there, but yeah. I can see it. So like if I ever get lost, I'll just like climb a hill. Straight kind line. Of, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like, oh no, she passed the little trail. Is she about to be lost? Yep, she's yep. lost. Yep. And it it really did a good job of um, creating a sense of like isolation. Yeah, yes. Um, and it just a little bit of like, you know, I feel like if you found yourself in that situation, never mind the creepy guy in the tunnel, mm-hmm. but just in an unfamiliar place in the country lost, you would start off with just a little bit of nervous yep. in your tummy yep. and it yep. would get a little more and mm-hmm. a little more. Yeah. And then she climbs up to this farm and it's like, yeah. okay, well, you know, there's roads and stuff. She's kind of yeah. going to find her way back on yeah. track. But yeah, it did a, a really good job of making me feel that mm. feeling. Yes. Yeah. And then she looks back at the farm and she's going to take a picture of it. And I don't know if she was taking a picture just for like pictures of her trip yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, she sees this random naked dude. Right? Ew. <laughs> And then we have another flashback to the incident, like, at the apartment in London where mm-hmm. her husband dies. What is probably, like, the most expensive apartment in London. Like, right? Like, it's right, right on right the at- Thames, like, in front of the Shard. Like, yeah. how much does that cost? Yeah, with, like, a view of Tower Bridge. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but, so I don't know, I don't know if this was just, like, because it was a flashback in her memory or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's fallen and impaled himself on the fence. Mm-hmm. And she is runs downstairs and is standing there in front of his dead body. Mm-hmm. And there is not another soul around. And I'm like, how is there not a soul right? in yeah. London? Yeah, exactly. Where like every street is crowded at all times. Yeah. So we're back 
at the house. She's found her way back to the house Mm -hmm. and she's looking at her picture and she zooms in on the naked man. And I'm like, that is a good camera because when I zoom in on something that's that far away, I do not get that. Uh, It would just look like a A peach blob. blob. Enhance, enhance, enhance. (laughs) Um, And then I'm like, oh shit, naked man is in the yard now. I liked the way they filmed that scene where she's like, looking over here and he's here. And like, you know, He's just out of her eye shot yeah. a whole bunch of times. That house is like lovely, but also kind of really scary because there are so many like floor to ceiling uh, windows in there, which because they're out in the country, you don't need blinds. So yeah. Not a lot of them have blinds. Yeah. And it's like, you're just in a fucking fishbowl right Very now. Very exposed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'm like, okay, this is just a random um, sidebar, but I really liked her wardrobe. Hmm. I liked her clothes. Interesting, because I actually made a note here where she had the awkwardest wardrobe, I feel like. I feel like individual pieces were nice, Mm. but the way they were put together is like, there was, what is this for? What are you? I really liked the dress she wore in like the second act. Yeah. When like the, like her first outfit, it was like pleated pants with a yoke, which I enjoyed. But then she had that big sweater on that had... A puffy sleeve, but on a dropped shoulder. Mm. And it's like, pick one. You can have a puffy sleeve or a dropped shoulder, but yeah, the two I don't go together. And then that ginormous jacket over top of it, which felt really heavy and like it didn't really fit her very well. And the, yeah, the wardrobe was very weird to me. I it may, And maybe it wasn't like the outfits I was looking at so much, but the pieces, like those pants, I really liked. Oh, that yes. They were kind of this pinky linen-y and yeah, I liked the, the cut of them. And then that dress. Mm-hmm. Um, the dress I felt like was, and maybe I'm like trying to be too smart yeah. or something here. A lot of this movie made me feel very unsmart, <laughs> but I was like, the dress looks almost like Victorian or something. And we're mm. in the English countryside. I wonder if it was intentional to kind of make a feeling. Like a like a return to like tradition kind of. or Yeah, or just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Just like a, we're in this grand old house and... It's kind of a, a kind of gothic-y almost. Or, mm, yeah. Um, okay, so back to the actual yeah. plot. So we have another flashback back to London yeah. where we see the full events take mm-hmm, place where mm-hmm. he hits her in the yeah. face and then she kicks him out. And, yeah. and then he apparently got into the upstairs neighbor's yes. place. Yeah. And, no one could blame her for like kicking him out in a harsh sure, manner absolutely. after that and saying, I never want to see you again. Yeah. Even though he's, he has made these threats and he's saying these things. It's like, that is the straw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so back in current day, the police have come and they've arrested the naked man. Yes. And I'm like, why do I feel like we haven't seen the last of our naked right? friend? Yeah. So then she's exploring around again. The naked man's been arrested and she feels a little safe again. Yeah. Like this was just a weird freak thing. Yeah, yeah. And she comes across the church in town. Yeah. And there's this man outside of it wearing this mask. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is up with this right? mask? Uh, and he says, want to play a game? And it's like, um, no Absolutely thanks. not. Yeah. No, thank you. But his eyes were so yeah. wild. Like, yeah. so blue. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, and now we see the vicar. And he is creepy as fuck, yes, too. Yes, like, he is. He is there so creepy. a single non-creep. Yeah. Um, 
And he, so she's kind of telling him what happened and confiding in him. And that, of course, you would feel for sure. Like that's the person Absolutely. you can yeah. confide in. And he says, you must wonder why you drove him to yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck Get, yeah. that. Absolutely. And then we see just a random dead deer with no eyeball. Yeah, you know, just that's fine. There was so much that happened in this movie that I'm like, understand this. Oh, yeah. And like, I just, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, is, am I supposed to understand this? Or is mm. it just this random, like, avant-garde kind of? Yeah. Because then, like, a, a puff from a dandelion goes into yes. the eyeball. And we see this dandelion kind of reference a few times. And I'm yeah. like, I, so what does it mean? I had to look that up. Cause, well, I didn't have to. I was just kind of, like, reading. I guess this is, like, maybe the only fun fact I found. <laughs> but... So apparently dandelions reproduce asexually. Oh. So they don't need like a male and a female to reproduce. So I think it's supposed to kind of create a kind of like set the stage for what we see later in the movie where, you know, <laughs> there's just small boy out of small boy coming out of the Rory Canussi. So. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> And I'm like, well, after that encounter at the pub, I'd be packing up and getting the fight. Out. Yeah. Because um. it's not just that, like, they're all Rory Kinnear, but, like, they're all very menacing-looking versions yes. of him. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, there's another random dude with, like, the same face. But it's like, oh, you all look like not good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the police officers, that's supposed to be somebody you should yep. trust, and he clearly yeah. is not. Yeah. And- I'm like, are they, are they all in on it? Yeah. Whatever it, it is. is. Yeah, exactly. So she's talking to her friend and she's like, I'm just going to go. And her friend's like, wait, I'll come out there. I don't want you to ruin your, your getaway. And yeah. I'm like, that's a good friend, but like, fuck that. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, absolutely. So the police officer shows up and she goes outside to talk to him. Yeah. And, and you know, like that would be natural. You would yeah, feel like absolutely. he helped you out oh, before, like, oh yeah, like, the cops are here and yeah. Yeah. But then the lights go out and. I'm like, there's 103% somebody in that house now. So she's in the kitchen and there's noises and then smashing windows. And she's already like on edge and freaked out. And this is like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's go time. She grabs a knife off the counter and she's hiding and kind of something's broken the window. And you see the chair fly in and then get kind of pulled back. And the... um, keeper of the house yeah. comes in Jeffrey and he's he finds that it's a crow that's flown yeah. through the window yeah. and he's trying to reassure her that like you know there's nobody out there it's just this crow yeah. and yeah. I'm like a crow did not pull a chair right? out of yeah 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 okay so this is where I really was like I am not smart enough uh-huh. here so then we go back to we see the naked guy and he's like slicing his and we know I don't like slicing yes and he's like putting leaves in slices in his skin and I'm like what is you've never done that before no oh and I mean I'll do almost anything to propagate a plant (laughs) I even wrote I'm like is he his own propagation station here I think so Um, yes because because look we saw with like the dandelion how like that is how like the dandelion propagates so I feel like he's kind of trying to like kickstart what we see later in the film which and like and then so 
he turns into essentially the same image as what we saw on like the font yes. in the in the church. Yes. And I'm like, I feel like that's on purpose, but why? I don't know. So that why. is um uh like centuries old icon called the Green Man. And it's used a lot in like uh pagan imagery and it's just sort of this like representation of like nature and okay. all things wild, basically. Like when you're, there's some pagans who will perform like uh, rituals, usually like in spring when everything is like new and whatnot. And they'll like, you know, like there's 8,000 deities that you can like Mm. do a ritual for, like pray to. And some people will do it like for the green man or they'll have like an image of the green man, like on their altar or whatever. So I guess like I've definitely seen that imagery before. Mm -hmm. I knew it was a thing, but like. I didn't really get why he needed to, tur- like, why he was turning into that. Like, what significance to the plot that Um, had. I think because he's just trying to, like, kind of be, like, the embodiment of nature. Mm-hmm. And so because then he, like, like, all creation kind of comes from him okay. kind of thing. And there's a lot of creation that comes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. My next note on here is actually, we've hit the I'm not smart enough portion of the evening. So then he's trying to climb into the house or like, you know, reach through the mail slot. And uh, when she stabs him in the arm. Oh. And so it it was really bad. And then it got worse. (laughs) So before it got worse, I even, so she stabs him in the arm and then she plunges it in a little, like takes a a beat and then plunges it in a little farther that second little plunge I'm like that made my stomach turn oh yeah oh boy was I in for it but (laughs) and then I like pretty much immediately knew what was about to happen yes yeah not in the long run how it was about to play out but I'm like is he gonna just pull his arm yeah well that was the scene that I really had to like look away oh is that right yeah it yeah. wasn't even like the weird birth scenes and stuff that we're coming up to they, yeah. they were unsettling yes, and gross yes but the the slicing of the arm in half and then like anytime you got like a shot of the like later when the vicar has the sliced yeah. arm and he's um like got it around her neck oh and, that oh. part was just so like ugh. yeah, yeah I hate but that. but the actual like pulling of the arm yeah through, i yeah i didn't make direct eye contact oh, with yeah. the TV for pretty much that whole <laughs> section. Yeah. I'm like, this has just become, like, creepy as fuck. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, if your arm is sliced in half, essentially, mm-hmm. would you not bleed out? Like, I feel like you would hella bleed out. I feel like they're not human, human though. I, yeah. yeah. Or, like, human, but with, like, superhuman capabilities. Yeah. And so maybe they were just able to, like, quickly, like coagulate their own blood or something so it didn't because there isn't really it's like maybe it just stopped trying to logic this i mean yeah you know um because like as we said when we're doing the echo thing earlier that's when i got taken out of the movie so yeah (laughs) there's no more logic but yeah i feel like there wasn't really a lot of blood in this movie no like yeah there weren't you know like blood spatter or like pools of blood or anything yeah so there was a little bit but yeah, yeah not a ton yeah she ends up with like blood smeared across her neck in a way that I felt was kind of symbolic mm. or something. I don't know. Again, I could have been just. I mean, it's it's. I I did read a review or like a comment somewhere where like this movie means as much as you want it to mean. Mm, like I can see it's that. Like yeah. whatever you want this movie to mean is what it means. Yeah. I actually was like. 
I'm like, I'm glad I watched this only like a couple nights before we're actually getting together because I really want to like go on TikTok and read people or watch yes. videos of people's yeah. interpretations of it and stuff. I don't um, usually like to do that, but I did, I do, like I did a little bit last night and I want to do more. Cause like yeah. normally like I get a lot of like, uh, like recommended videos on YouTube where it's like such and such movie ending explained. And it's like, I don't need some fucking 18 year old white dude telling me what the end of this movie is. Yeah. Like, but I do want to get, get into all the like, did you miss this imagery? What did you think yeah, about this? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, after we did Midsummer, I did a lot of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't often, but this is yeah. definitely one that I'm like, what am I missing? I, I want to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. So tonight I will probably yes. yeah. deep dive it. I'm like, are they all the same man now? I'm I'm so good. This is before they started birthing each other. Yeah. But then, yeah, we see the priest and now he's got the arm slit. Yeah. And I'm like, are they shape-shifting into each other oh. or are they all like... They all kind of share like the same like, not bloodline. I mean, yes, bloodline, but like... What happens to one happens to the other kind yeah, of thing. Cause yeah, because when I was reading about the dandelions, and I know like you're the plant lady, so maybe you're already <laughs> like, I fucking know this. But so they reproduce asexually. And I guess because of that, every dandelion that we see is a clone, is a clone of the original dandelion. Yeah. And when I read that last night, I will admit it was 1230 at night, but I was like, Whoa. Well, dude, um, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> there are lots of plants that end up being clones of each other. Like if I, like this here yeah. above my head yeah. is a clone of my plant because I took it as a cutting <gasps> from my yeah. plant. So it's a oh clone my of my plant. So like it didn't produce. Pretty much everything in this house is yeah. a clone of your plant. <laughs> Something from my house, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Except for the ones that I've killed because this is the month of just reaping all the plants in my house me too i've killed yeah. so many yeah so we see the priest and he's come in and he's got his hands lit yeah. and he goes over to the sink in her room and washes it oh, he yeah. washes his hands and yeah. for some reason like the washing of the sliced open hand really made me feel queasy too yeah like that yeah. was that blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um to use a technical term blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay so now she's like getting the fuck out she gets out and she gets in her car and at that point I was like is her friend on the way Mm. and and even the interaction with the friend where she's like she's coming and so she's trying to give her the address and then she texts it to her and the text comes back saying I know where you are you stupid bitch and I'm like it's like are we joking because that's a that's a poorly timed joke yeah yeah um or is it like are they yeah. taking over her phone yeah. or whatever? So does, did the friend actually get the text? Is she actually coming? Is she going to come and she's going to get killed too? Like, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. kind of spiraling on that a little bit. She's in the car now. And uh, I, I just was like, she's going to leave and her friend's going to get there. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Then her friend would be there to like start the cycle anew. Yeah. Um, when she's in the bathroom with the priest and he's like, got her like up against like the the sink and he's like leaning against her and he like makes some kind of noise and yeah. it's like oh no is the priest like raping her I was really nervous about and then that they, for like, a minute and go down and it's like oh no he's making a sound because she like sunk that yes. fucking knife in his belly yeah and it's like um, that's right bitch yeah I was definitely like oh are we gonna have a rape scene in this yeah too? because I was watching it and I was like but like her skirt her dress isn't like pulled up at all yeah so like 
Well, so yeah, I definitely thought the noise that he made was like a sexual noise yeah. too, but like maybe just a I'm getting so turned on kind of moment and yeah, and yeah. the the, you know, what is to come might be a little mm-hmm. more graphic, yeah. but then yeah, I was yeah. like, that's right. Yeah. You stab that motherfucker. Yeah. So then she's in the car and she's speeding down the road and she hits Jeffrey. Jeffrey with the teeth. And I'm like, well, shit. And I'm Because like, until that point, I was like, Jeffrey's a kind of a creep, but like an okay creep. Like, it's just a very, like, not awkward, self-aware. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with his at, wellies on all the yeah, time. Yeah, at and, this point, I was 100% convinced that he was evil, too. Like, yeah. I, the, yeah. But, like, you'd have that moment of, like, but with everything that had just gone on in that house, I'm sorry. If I hit a man in the road, I'm keeping going. I might call yeah. the police and say, yeah. there's a man in the road. Yes. yeah. I, you know... Here's my insurance information. Yes. Like, honestly, even if, like, all of that hadn't happened and something bad had happened, like, in the middle of the road, in, like, the pitch darkness yeah. when I'm by myself, like, I'm, maybe not if I had hit someone, but, like, if I were, like, to come upon, like, an accident on, like, a country road in the middle yeah. of the night, I, I will get to the next town and I will call the cops for yeah. you. I, I'll, like, put them on, like, as I'm driving. I'm sorry, I'm not stopping yeah. for you. I'm a single woman yeah. in the dark by myself. Yeah. No. Not happening. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm like, just leave him in the road. <laughs> All caps. Um, I'm like, well, this is so fucked up. Yeah. Because now he's taken the car. Mm-hmm. So now he's chased her back to the house. We're, yeah. we're back at the house and yeah. he's crashed the car. And all hell breaks loose. And the, 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 <laughs> from that point on, I didn't take many notes because I was just staring what? at the screen yeah, like, like, what? What? What, what am I seeing? Um, I'm like, okay, so there's a man now giving birth yeah. to a grown man? Yep. I'm like, is this like meta or inception? Manception? Manstriashkas. <laughs> I love it. I just um, came up with that on the spot. But there, we hit a point where even she's like stopped being yeah, scared. She, yeah, she's just like, she's what? like what? what? And then she's just like over it. Yeah, yeah. She's kind yeah. of like, um. It's like if another person comes out of you, I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked that transition where she was just like, she was tired and she was she's like, like, I guess, I mean, I've already seen this. So, yeah. 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 Um, this is the point where I was like, oh. Oh, I, I, like, I literally watched the rest of it, like, looking away. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know me, I cannot handle childbirth. Right, yeah. At all. And I don't remember... I remember you talking being, about uh, Call the Midwife. Call the Midwife. I was like, I love this. And then I got to the second season, and I was like, it's too much. I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> like, if I'd be, like, in the office, and someone would be talking about, like, not graphically, but, like, oh, my wife, like, just gave birth. And, like, they'd make some, like, totally normal comment, not, like, you know, a graphic thing. Yeah. But just the way they talk about it, it'd be like... You have to stop. I'm going to fall over. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when they did, like, the real, like, close-ups of, like, the Kenosi, and, like, they showed, like, the, like, the head breaching, yeah. I was like, nope, 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 we're, we're done mean, here. I mean, that creeped me out and was gross, but yeah. I didn't fe- I didn't turn away from it. Oh, it was the I, I slicing through the arm that I was I couldn't the only... handle the birth part. Absolutely not. This was oh. another one where, like, I watched this in our rec room where my husband has his, like, 
hobby farm yeah, setup. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was working away at the farm <laughs> while I was watching. And so he, sometimes he'll like turn around and like half watch yeah, the movies yeah. with me or whatever. But uh, he didn't, he didn't really tune into any yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. And it, when that arm cutting scene, I was like, like I, I was very vocally yeah. um, freaking out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and then. He went back to it and he didn't see any of that oh, yeah. birthing stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you are glad you didn't watch any of this. Yes, that. yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm like, kind of trying to figure out what's going to happen from here. And I'm like, yeah. is one of the manceptions going to be her husband? Sure oh, as shit. The yeah, man's yeah. Gonna, I'm like, I called that. Yeah. At least I knew one thing. There you go. And then so she's like, Sitting on the couch with her naked husband who has yeah. just been birthed out of a man's mouth. Yeah, you know, as you do. <laughs> and she's essentially asking him, like, what do you want from me? Yeah. And he's like, your love. And yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. The fuck? Like, and I was still mad at him. I'm like. Yeah, of course. Is this yeah. all you're doing somehow, oh, motherfucker okay. asshole? Yeah. Um, and she's got the axe in her hand and she kind of just goes, huh, yeah. But she's like fingering the blade of the axe and then it cuts yeah. to the the credits yeah and i'm like did she go like yeah okay i guess whatever or did she kill him i don't know mm. and I, I don't mean like did she kill him initially i mean yeah. like did she did she axe that motherfucker's head off because yeah. she should have yeah um and that's why like that one review i read was like we don't get like a satisfying yes, conclusion yeah. for like how she like like what is she it do? resolves like, because then and then what yeah because then it cuts to like a, the end kind of thing mm. but then we see another scene of her sitting outside and her friend pulls up yeah and her friend is pregnant and I feel like yeah. that was important too yes yes um yeah and so she's just kind of sitting there covered in blood and like sitting on the steps outside and she pulls up and it's like are are we living happily ever after now mm, like yeah I, I, anyway. Um, I mean, maybe with like a lot of expensive therapy. Right. How do you even go to a therapist and like tell them that without them saying like, okay, well you're having like a lot of psychosis. So we're just going to like put you in the hospital now. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Was this all? Yeah. Like, like grief, hallucination, grief, or, like, yeah. what, like grief, uh, informed psychosis or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So my final thought is just, this was the most fucked up thing I've ever watched. Yeah. It almost deserved a 10 out of 10 just for being wow. that fucked up. Yeah. But I, in the end, I actually gave this quite a high mark. Yeah. I, I don't know if I liked it, but it was a really like, it had me sucked in and it yeah. had me feeling all sorts of things. So I'm yeah. like, it's doing what it's supposed yeah. to. So I gave it eight out of 10 creepy tunnels. Nice. There you go. I like it. Yeah, it's like I I quite enjoyed this movie. Like it is fucked up and weird and yeah. gross, but I really liked it. It's uh it yeah, it kept my attention the whole way through. Even though I didn't understand a lot of it, I was like I wanted to. I wasn't mm, just like, mm-hmm. "Oh, is this over yet?" Oh, you know, yes. like a lot of them I I get to a point where I'm like I'm tired of this yeah, grossness or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I gave yeah. it 8 out of 10, which is I haven't given nice. it that high a mark yeah. in, in quite some time. Yeah. So, um, Yeah, there's definitely parts where it's like, I don't get this, but I just want to like turn off the movie and just like stare at a wall and think, think about, about it for it. half yeah. an hour. Because yeah, yeah, I'm sure. still trying to think like, what does it mean that her friend was pregnant? Yeah, like it's it's got to mean something. Yeah. 
Because it's it's a village that is completely men. It's a village that is completely uh um populated by the clone of the same man. So I feel and they can out of necessity maybe repopulate out of like themselves, but maybe like they need like new blood in there. So yeah, they're gonna well, try and, and like trap her in there and like I have I her actually have a kid. had that as a little bit of a thought in the back of my mind too. Like was this all orchestrated to get new yeah. blood in or something. Because, yeah. like, the men were very, like, menacing and, like, leering at Harper. Yes, yeah. And so I feel like they were like, oh, there's, like, a woman here. Because, and then the priest was, like, being, like, like, when he first met her, he, like, was trying to comfort her, but he had his hand on her knee a little bit too long. Yeah. And then when he, Which, like, cornered her in the bathroom and he was like, when did you lose your virginity? Yeah. I feel like you were doing, like, lots of fucking or whatever. And it's like, oh, he wants to know, like, how, like, are you, like, up for making babies? Which, no, she's yeah. not. Yeah. I'm not DTF, thanks. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, any the other? Only other, like, probably the only other fun fact, which I don't know how fun of a fact it is, because, like, literally the only other thing I could find was Rory Kinnear plays a total of ten characters in this Oh, movie. wow. So. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. I was like, 10? How is 10? But then you go in the bar or the pub. Like, yeah, I guess. All. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and the only one that like really creeped me out was when they had to basically like deep fake his face on like the teenager. Yes. It's like, ooh, that's just a bit too creepy. Yeah. 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 I Well, and that actually, that character, I was unsure of his age. Mm. I, I wasn't sure if he was like a grown man. Who, but yeah, I, voice... I didn't even really peg it as a... Teenager, yeah, the voice definitely yeah, was. Yeah, but then, like, when he stood up, like, I could tell that he was, like, shorter. Yeah. So, but, yeah, then, like, the voice, because they're all clones, would he just have the same voice? Yeah, but I then why wouldn't he be adult-sized? I know, there's there's a whole lot <laughs> So we could maybe just chalk that up, too. They didn't think that hard about yeah, the voice part. or some mental gymnastics. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is... Um, the fuckery that is men. All right. Well, so many thanks levels. for making me watch that, I guess. What I'm here for. Okay. Well, we've taken a break to talk about our favorite internet animals. <laughs> and we can move on with life. It's amazing how often that topic of conversation comes up in just my world. Just so much. Just Luna Monkey Cat, I just love you. <laughs> just the best cat. Hazel the Mini Ween, likewise. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, my interpretation of patriarchy was royalty, so uh, if, if ever there were a patriarchal institution. Yeah. Um, so I had you watch The Sword in the Stone. It was also time for a Disney cartoon. Again. Yes. We haven't had yeah. one for a while. For sure. Um, so did you know anything about it? I did not. I was, like, familiar with, like, the Arthurian legend yeah. of The Sword in the Stone. Um, I don't, I, like, conflated this with because this is what I do <laughs> when you assign me a movie. I conflate it with another movie. So in my head, because like, spoiler alert, later in the year we're going to watch The Black Cauldron. And I had it in my head that like this is what I was oh. watching and I had to like like physically remind myself like, no, do not hit play on The Black <laughs> Cauldron right now. We're watching The Sword and the Stone. And then I was like, I don't like what is, like I get what this movie is, but like I can't think of like, Anything about this movie has mm. really completely missed me, like as a child. And then watching it, I was like, "Oh, that's what this is from." <laughs> so yeah. So to make a short story long, um, not really. Okay. 
Well, it was released in 1963, directed by Wolfgang Reitherman and Clyde Geronimi and David Hand. Disney movies always have multiple directors because there's like a director of animation oh, and music yes. and whatever. Yeah. Um, written by Bill Peet based on the book by T.H. White, so okay. the actual like Arthurian mm-hmm. legend. It stars Ricky Sorensen, Cal Swenson, Junius Matthews, and a whole bunch of other like staple Disney players. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Junius Matthews um, played the owl. Oh, okay. And he, if his voice sounded familiar at all, was Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I definitely drew like a lot of parallels in this movie to like yeah. other Disney things. So yeah. We'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. But it's one of my favorite yeah. fun facts. Um, it had a budget of $3 million in 1963. In 63, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, it grossed $22.2 mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes has it as 67% with a 73% audience score. And Metacritic gave it 61 with a 7.4 user score. I have a couple couple reviews from the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New York Times said, The picture makes an eye-filling package of rollicking fun and thoughtful common sense. The humor sparkles with real knowing sophistication. Um, and Empire said, Disney's adaptation of the first book in T.H. White's colorful Arthurian trilogy, The Once and Future King, which also served as the source material for Camelot, is formulaic, matinee fair, competent and sprightly, but undistinguished. Huh, okay. So, kind of a, a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. So, I do have a few fun facts on this. Not a ton, but I'll let you give me a synopsis first, and I'll see where these fit as we go. Okay. Loosely inspired by Arthurian legend, the sword in the stone follows young Arthur, a servant in a local castle. While out in the woods hunting one day with his master's bow-hunky son, Arthur crashes into Merlin the wizard's house. Merlin quickly takes Arthur under his wing as his magical protege. He teaches Arthur all he knows about magic, which is mostly how to turn into various animals. Arthur gets chosen to squire for Kay, the aforementioned bow-hunk, and they set off to London for a duel. Merlin throws a hissy fit and later days off to Bermuda. (laughs) Well, at the duel, Arthur realizes he forgot Kay's sword at the inn, so he decides to pull that random sword out of the stone. He does it with ease, making him the new king of England. Merlin shows up just in time to see the new king take the throne, clad in Bermuda shorts, railing against the 20th century. And nothing bad ever happened in England again. (laughs) Love it. All right, so I will let you know that this was the last animated film that Disney produced since, like, actual Walt Disney produced. Oh, okay. Um, He died during the production of The Jungle Book in 1967. Oh. And it's the only animated Disney movie from the 60s to not yet have a platinum DVD, a sequel, a TV show, or a live-action remake. Interesting. Did they just put it in the vault? I think so. Remember when that was, like, such a big thing? Yes, and it was every seven years, like... Yeah. Oh, it's been seven years, so it's going to come out this summer. Yeah. It, was it actually like a seven-year? Like, I think so, yeah. I thought it was just randomly like, oh, what's going on? I don't know. Release Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> huh. Interesting. All right. So why don't you let me know what you thought and any of these other ones? I'll try and pepper in. Okay. When I first, like, the ver- like as soon as I like hit play, basically, I was like, oh, this movie is called The Sword in the Stone. I was always calling it the sword and the stone. I think that's pretty common. It's just like sex in the city. It's a Mandela effect. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I was like, oh, the sword in the stone. 
And then I think we both watched it on Disney Plus. Yeah. And so when you first like turn something on on Disney Plus, it kind of like in the top left corner, it says like, these are like the like parent warning things like oh, yeah. to watch out for. And this one just said tobacco depiction. And it's like, <laughs> oh no, tobacco depiction. That's funny. Um, the music was all like, oh, okay, this is an old Disney movie. Yeah. It was all like, everyone sing yeah. like this. Yeah. And it I had like a like an old like storybook how yes. it started. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, this is like old Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know if it happened when you were watching the movie, but like all the like opening credits, they were all in French. Oh, I didn't notice that. It was like, of course, like all like the names were like regular names. But yeah. then it would be like, instead of like starring these names with these people, it would say like avec. Oh, Or it was like a réalisateur, which I think is how they say like writer. Oh. Hmm. Um, and there were a few other things in there. And it was like, is this movie going to be in French? <laughs> Oh, what's what's that? Or like, is it like a French movie that like Disney just bought? Like, what is happening? Because hmm. there's some movies that I've gone to stream on Amazon where it's like, oh, I want to watch that movie, and like hashtag Canadian problems. I hit play and it's like, oh, this is the French version. Right. I'll go look for the English version, and it's only in French. Hmm. Like there was some movie from the '80s. Oh, I really wanted to rewatch Chud. Uh, so uh, it's this like insane 80s horror film hmm. um and i really wanted to rewatch it so i was like oh it's on amazon i'll pull it up and it's like oh that's the french one so i like scoured the internet and in canada you can only watch it in french huh. it's an american movie but i can only watch it in french so i did not watch it because <laughs> i'm only at level one in duolingo so far. oh <laughs> i have lost so much french i was like let's pick it back up. i did that years when duolingo was still it was when it was like a pilot mm. i had heard Somebody talking about it on some radio show or something on CBC actually, huh. and it was like, this isn't available to everybody yet, but put in an application. So I oh. applied to Whoa. be selected for Duolingo. So you would think because of that, I would take it seriously. You would think I would parlez-vous français better than I do. Um, yeah, like back in the day when you needed an invite code for a Gmail account. <laughs> Yeah, it was very much like that. It was yeah. like, a, you've been selected, and I got selected. And I did it for a little while, but I never kept up with it enough to... Yeah, actually. I know a couple of people who are, like, doing Duolingo now for other languages, and it's like, oh, yeah, I should pick that up again. Yeah. So um, yeah. I learned last week, or I guess the week before when I was in the office before I got the the plague, yeah. <laughs> um, that my boss is fluent in French, and I'm like, oh, I never knew that. Like, her oh. family is French. Really? Or, yeah. Oh, interesting. And I'm like... No, I really want to learn French yeah. so I can have somebody to speak it no with. No doubt. So many languages where, like, if you don't have someone, someone or, like, a place to speak it, like, it can only take you so far. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So, yeah. Anyway, okay. So then I started thinking about, uh, like, the sword and the stone, like, just in general. Now, I get that, like, Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table is legend. Yeah. But I was like... Is the sword real? Like I don't think like, so. Like is it like so, is it like the stone of destiny where like <laughs> is there like a, a a sword somewhere or like once upon a time there was a sword that was like in a stone and they were like hey wouldn't that make a cool story? 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I really, don't. Not as far as I know. I think it is just all pure legend. I really did some like thinking, like, how deep does this go? <laughs> um, the wizard, like, because I pretty much knew nothing about this movie. Um, this movie went in, like a much different direction than where I thought it was mm. going to go. So yeah, I the actual sword in the stone part, uh, part of it is very minor. Very minor. Yeah, it's almost like they made this movie. Then they're like, uh, throw this part in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I didn't really. I was like learning everything like as it was happening. I was like, oh okay, like this is gonna happen now. It's not like some movies. Like when I made you watch Halloween for the first time, it's like, well, Michael Myers is gonna show up. Sometime. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you kind of like know what to expect, yeah. but I didn't really know what I was gonna expect here. So I love how at this point in my notes, I'm just calling him the Wizard. I was like, <laughs> I love how the Wizard just knows he's in the Dark Ages. And that he has no electricity. Yeah. And it's like, homie, what is electricity? You don't know what that is. And then we discover that he's like this great fortune teller and he can see everything. He doesn't knows. know what the internet is, though. I guess. He yeah. couldn't foretell that. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but another interesting uh, like way to connect our movies. I love his little house in the, in the yes, country. The yeah. little like little thatched roof. Oh, I love yeah. I love a thatched roof. <laughs> it was very sweet. There's a whole rabbit hole you can go in on TikTok just watching people redo thatched roofs. Can can you still like live under a thatched oh, roof? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, people really? do. And it like yeah. keeps your house dry? Mm -hmm. I'm going to live under a thatched roof. I'm just going to like take this roof out. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that I'm in between floors. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I'm your third floor of a fourth floor yeah, apartment. This is thatched. I'm going to put a thatched <clears throat> roof over my balcony over there. And there you go. That would work. Sweet. Um, and then we see the owl, and his name is Archimedes, and I love it. He's my favorite. And he looks exactly like the owl from Pooh Corner. Yeah. Like, like that, like, cartoon from probably about the same time period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just like, oh, that's owl. Like, that's yeah. not an owl, but it's owl. Capital yeah, o. totally. And then in the next scene, we see Arthur for the first time, and I was like, oh, and there's Christopher Robin. Yeah, he actually is Mowgli. Oh, okay. Um... So, okay, I'm going to jump way yeah, ahead of sure, myself. Yeah. But my, like, I was going to save this for the very end, but I feel like it's probably going to come up. Okay. Um, so Disney, or I guess any animation studio around that time, to save money would reuse for sure. animation yes. cells. And there are a lot of scenes that are from the Jungle Book. I guess Jungle um, Book came after. So, oh, okay. So Mowgli is... Um, Arthur. Oh, interesting. Uh, in a lot of scenes. Yeah, I've got, uh, I'll put them on the Instagram after yeah. this episode okay. comes out, yeah. but I've got some like side by sides oh, of, cool. of some of the scenes that yeah. are, um, and it's not just the Jungle Book. There's elements of Sleeping Beauty that have been recycled into okay. it. Um, that movie the opening is like, credit backgrounds. Um, Sleeping Beauty is such a like black hole in my like, like how I think of Disney. I know nothing about mm. Sleeping Beauty at all. Um, we might have to watch yeah, it someday then. Uh, the most notable are King Hubert, who resembles Sir Ector, uh, the owl from the forest scene who would inspire Archimedes. Um, so Snow White, uh, or not Snow oh. White, um, Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty, Beauty had, oh, okay. had the same owl. Yeah. Um, and uh, Maleficent in dragon form from Sleeping Beauty uh, is Madame Mim. Oh. In her dragon form in this movie. Really? Um, huh. Okay. Yeah. And even some of the audio, there's some laughter that, that is used from one to wow. the other and stuff. So, 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting to watch the the side by side. Yeah, the, for sure. Yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah, so the owl a hundred percent is another owl from multiple other. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, and at this point, I'm like, I get that it's like a cartoon, so like that picture isn't actually talking. Like I understand yeah. that, but I feel like the vocals don't feel like they're coming from that character. Oh, okay. I feel like. We've hit play on this video, and then we've hit play on the audio, and it lines up. But like, I feel like in modern cartoons, like you actually feel like, oh, that yes. that panda is talking right now, yeah. you know. But yeah. I feel like it didn't do that as well in mm, this movie. I so, can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So again, I haven't like learned who these people are yet. I'm just like, oh, there's a boy in the woods, and so. The boy is in the woods, and he's, like, with his, like, bohunky guy who's just, like, I shoot arrows, and then the boy went off in the forest to find the the arrow, and I love how, like, the wolf is, like, following him around. He, like, goes up to a tree and just, like, opens his mouth. It's like, dinner's gonna fall right into my mouth. You know what? That scene is very much the naked guy in the yard in Men, where they're just <laughs> missing each other. Just not nearly as creepy. Yeah. And then my next note is, oh, Arthur and Merlin. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, I know that Arthur and Merlin are like clearly like part of this story. Yeah. Even as soon as I saw the wizard, I wasn't instantly like, oh, it's Merlin. I was like, hey, look, it is a wizard. And, yeah. then, and then I saw him. I was like, oh, it's It's, it's not Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, right? So Arthur, or as a child, they call him Wart. Wart. He goes into, the, into Merlin's house and they're talking and whatnot and there is uh merlin calls him boy like just like oh boy like yeah. do this or whatever and there is a line in there where it's like oh i've heard this line before and now i get like the movie that i was watching references this so there is a movie that i watched every fucking day when <sighs> i was like 10 11 12 maybe because my grandma had a satellite dish that would pull in HBO. And HBO back in the day would be like, here's a new release movie. It'll be on HBO for 24 hours. Oh. Like, it'll finish, and then it'll just start yeah, over again. Loop. Like, A Christmas Story on TBS yeah. on Christmas yeah. Day. And for, like, one summer, the movie was Can't Buy Me Love. Oh. <laughs> which, as much as I don't like, like, comedies and romance, I fucking love that movie. That's it funny. is so good. I think I've only seen it once. Oh, my God. I have seen it. I'm not even joking. I've probably seen it a hundred times. <laughs> and there is um, Seth Green as like 12 years old is in yeah. this movie. And um, at one point, like one of the girls tells him like, you know, get out of here. You're just a little boy or whatever. And he says, boy, boy, I see no boy here. <laughs> and Wart says that in this movie. And I was like, is that's that why that, that scene was so like stand out in Can't Buy, Can't mm. Buy Me Love? Because it feels very much like silence. Now do the line. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, he That's was funny. referencing that movie, maybe. but Because he said it the exact same way. And I was like, oh, okay. That's funny. I get jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Merlin is kind of like magicking everything in his house to like do things for him. And he's got uh, the little sugar pot for, the, for yeah. the tea and it's coming along. And it's like, oh, say when. It's like when. And it puts like one teaspoon in Wart's tea. And then he forgets to say when. For his tea, and it just like puts like, sugar, like all the sugar yeah. in his tea, and I was like, ah, a regular Mrs. Potts. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, everything, everything in Disney World is uh, it's all connected, man. Yeah. 
Um, so they decide, like, okay, I'm going to help you, like, with your magic and your education. He seems obsessed from, like, the second he meets this kid. you got to get an education. I'm taking you under my wing. You're my protege. And it's like, you're a weird old man in the, in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Why am I going to trust you? Why am I even in your house right now? Yeah. Well, and even, you know, like, that's funny because, like, Warp pushes back quite a bit and says, like, no, I've got this job. I've got to do this, you know. Or, like, when he's proud to be the the squire or whatever Mm. and and Merlin's so upset about it. And it's like, but this is his world. Like. Yeah, like, who is he to you, Merlin? Like, in, like, another kind of movie, it would be like, that was my long lost papa. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're packing up the whole house because they're like, oh, we're going to like just take everything and we're going to go on with your education. And so he pulls out a little like carpet bag. And I was like, is this bag going to be like the TARDIS? Are you going <laughs> to put your entire house totally in Totally the TARDIS. And um, yeah, so he kind of like stands up there and he like magics all the stuff in his house to kind of like form an orderly line because we are in England <laughs> and just like get in there. So wouldn't it be form an orderly queue? A queue. Form a queue. So then they're, like, leaving the house, and they're kind of, like, weaving through the forest, and that wolf is back. And I'm like, hey, a wolf in England in the late medieval period. Those didn't exist. <laughs> but okay. They were all but extinct by then. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why I really want to go, like, hiking or camping in England. They have no predators. Oh, wow. They don't have wolves. They don't have bears. They don't have big cats. There's, yeah. like, nothing... That can kill you in England like Rogue that. sheep, maybe? Maybe, yeah. It'll kind of headbutt <laughs> you off a cliff or whatever. But, yeah. Um, there is a cryptic, a cryptid called the BBC, which is Big British Cat. Oh? That people, like, claim they've seen, which is just, like, a great big, like, panther, like, on, the hmm. on like, the hillsides or whatever. That it's, like, does it exist? I don't know. It's kind of like the Bigfoot of England. But, but then if you saw it, you'd probably just try and pet it anyway. I would be like, look at the kitty. There's a meme that I see it. every once in a while that's like, if I'm ever killed by like a cougar, just know that my last words were here, kitty, kitty. A hundred percent. Yes. Even when we were at the Calgary Zoo last week, I was like, I understand that that tiger will eat me. No, it wasn't a tiger that we saw. It was the lions. But I was like, but they are literally just doing cat shit right yeah, now. Yeah, totally. Like the one like male lion was just literally like rolling on his back, like uh-huh. showing off his belly with like all four paws in the air. And I was like, you're I a cat. Want to rub I want to rub your belly. Yeah. But it's like, uh, that is a bad idea. <laughs> but I talked the entire trip about the palace cat. Oh, yeah. And then we got to see the palace cat. And everyone was like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And I was like. You're looking for a big cat. It's not a big cat. It's a little baby kitty. It's just a little baby kitty that would fit in my purse. It's just a baby. He's just a baby. And he looked just as spicy as he did when <laughs> you and I saw him. <laughs> Palace cat is the best cat. Yes. Um, I really liked all the colors in this movie. Yeah. It was a very, it was a very colorful movie without being, like, garish. Yeah. It yeah. was like, oh, there's a lot of, like pink in the background and green lots of oranges and yeah yeah, yeah i and... yeah i really i really liked the colors in that one and then we finally see Hector, which is wart's dad or just his no master? he's his ward okay yeah so wart is basically like an orphan hey eh? i think so okay. yeah. yeah so we see Hector, who is basically just uncle vernon from harry potter Oh, like, well, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that, that's Uncle Vernon. Yeah, there's probably lots of parallels that could be. For sure. There actually were when I was watching this. I was like, 
Is it parallels just because it's magic, or are we finding another thing that J.K. Rowling has ripped off? <laughs> well, just wait until column B. Just wait until we watch the Black Cauldron and oh, see yeah. the parallels they'll draw there. Not, not not to Harry Potter, but to something else that you're familiar Ooh. with. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. Actually, yeah, it's. Yeah. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Okay. One of the characters in particular. Yeah. Sweet. So, um, oh yeah, and then I have a note here. Why is Merlin obsessed with this kid getting an education? <laughs> yeah, it's like. What, what is your deal? There is another kid that you can be obsessed with, you weirdo old man. So they start their first, like, test or lesson or whatever in magic. And he's like, see, you could turn into anything. You could turn into a fish. And so he turns uh, Wart into a fish who's, like, flopping around on land a lot. And it's like, get that fish into <laughs> yeah. the water if you don't want to kill your new protege. So he finally gets into the water and it's like, oh... He's Nemo. Yeah. He looks yep. exactly like Nemo. That's Todd watched this one with me and that's exactly what he said yeah. to me. He's like, oh, it's Nemo. And I'm like, oh yeah, totally. Even, I don't know if this is animation that would have been copied from that far back, yeah. but like when he's figuring out his fins and he kind of goes in a, like around in a circle, yeah. Nemo does that. Yeah. Because he has like, he's missing a fin he's or one got of his fins a, small. an underdeveloped yes. fin. Yes. Yeah. An underdeveloped fin. Yeah. So then when they're fish, they speak English to each other. The owl speaks English, and the frog, ribbits. <laughs> it's it's kind of like last week in The Witches. Like, the boys that became mice talked, and then, like, the pet mice were just like, squeak, squeak, squeak. Yeah. It's like, I need continuity. It's really, ta- <laughs> it's really taking me out of this movie. <laughs> this realistic cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Um, About magic. Yeah. So they're still in, in the water, and they're kind of, like, discovering the water, and... What I interpreted as a gar, but later they call it a pike, but like mm. some like big, like monstrous yeah. fish kind of is like starts chasing them. And, and, uh, Merlin is just like, nah, fuck you. I'm out of here. I'm going to like save myself, like try and figure it out on your own. And so, uh, Wart is very smart and kind of like leads him into like a piece of wood or something that has like, where he gets like his, his like long, like yeah. snout kind of stuck. And I was like, oh, look at this kid. He's pretty smart. <laughs> but it's like. Why doesn't Merlin just magic him back into being a boy when the gar is chasing him? Right. Why is he just like, ah, oh, danger, smoke bomb? Yeah, like, because like you could change him back while he is in the water and he'll probably just be able to swim like yeah, a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, mm, I don't know, man. The first like however long of the movie that part was, but everything like seemed, you know, like there was continuity. And then he goes back into the castle and he's talking to Ector. And it's like, your voice is different now, Arthur. Please tell me what's <clears throat> happening. Arthur was voiced by three different boys. But why? So in an attempt for continuity, but it kind of backfired. <clears throat> so Ricky Sorensen, Richard Reitherman, and Robert Reitherman. So there was two brothers and another boy. Oh, okay. Um. The changes in voice are very noticeable in the film because yep. of the way other, Arthur's voice keeps going from broken to unbroken, sometimes within the same scene. Uh, one of the easiest noticed is in the last scene in the throne room where Arthur asks in his changed voice, oh, Archimedes, I wish Mer- Merlin was here. And then uh, the camera cuts further back and Arthur shouts in his unchanged voice, Merlin, Merlin. Yeah. So there isn't really like a, a why, but yeah, they, they did it to try and... Create continuity, but yeah, there were three different boys. Okay, I, I definitely noticed like two separate like voices, but yeah, it's like 
to make you sound like all the same person, we're going to use three different people. Yeah. I wonder I if it's like, because it was actual like like little boys. Yeah. That, so I wonder if there's like labor laws or something. It could be, something. yeah. could be. Interesting. But why wouldn't you just audition kids that sounded the same? Sounded the same, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, wait, was I hearing someone else talk? I, I rewound it. I was like, no, that's Arthur saying that, but... Then I was like, well, maybe I'm just making it up. And then, like, as the movie went on, I was like, nope, there's that voice. Yeah. And now there's that voice. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> um, yeah, and then my next voice is like, now he's doing the dishes and he has a normal voice. Oh, and it's different again. What the fuck? <laughs> so he's cleaning all the dishes because um, Hector sent him down to the kitchen. It's like, yeah. you have to wash, like, 8,000 of these dishes for my four-person family. <laughs> So he's cleaning all the dishes and Merlin starts like conducting the dishes. Be like, oh, we'll just magic all these dishes to yeah. clean and we can like piss off and do some magic. It is the exact same blueprint as when he's packing up his house. Yes. He totally. like stands up there and he like conducts and they all start moving. Um, I love, I've all, I always like, I remember even as a kid loving that scene. Yeah. When they're cleaning up all the uh, china plates in medieval England. <laughs> I know it's a children's movie from the 60s, but come on. We're misleading the youth. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody think of the children? Right? Come on. If there's one thing I think people need to do, it's think of the children. (laughs) And so they're they're on to like lesson two, if you will. And I wrote, now they're squirrels. What is this movie? I love the squirrels. The squirrels part was the best. I mean, it's a little rapey, but... (laughs) I have notes okay. about this part. Um, before we move on to that, though, I do have one other ki- kind of related to the voices that I'll squeeze mm-hmm. in here. Um, so also, every time Arthur, like, trips or falls or has some sort of a accident yeah. in the film, it's the same audio used every oh, single time. Yeah. Like every time Goofy falls off a cliff. Oh! oh! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all the squirrels... I was like, oh, so this is a blueprint for Chippendale. But I feel like Chippendale might have been before them. I am not sure. Because, yeah, we used to have, like, the Family Channel in Canada, which is, like, kind of was, like, an aggregate of Disney Channel stuff. And that was, like, the Disney that even as a kid I liked to watch where it was, like, Mickey and and Donald Duck and Goofy and Chippendale and stuff, like, all those little kind of, like, shorts and whatnot. I liked to watch those. And... Yeah, I'm sure all that stuff was, like, from the 50s. There is a a Chippendales skit or, like, yeah. little short or whatever that lives in my head rent-free. Yeah. Applecore. I was literally just going to say Applecore. Oh, Nothing my God. more. I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense. But I think about it, like, every once in a while, and I'm like, Who's your nope, friend? I still don't understand. Yeah, because it's like, who's your friend? Him. And then they throw the Applecore yeah. at him. And it's like, but why? Um, I, I, I like just every once in a while, it's like, maybe I'll understand it as a 43 year old lady. And no, then I think of it, it's like, no, I still don't but understand But I, I do. I think about it all the time. That and then the, uh, Christmas one where they are in Mickey's Christmas tree. I love that. Oh yes. Yeah. But like, yeah, like that kind of Disney. I fuck with that all day. I would um, watch that like right now. Chip and Dale were created in 1943. Oh, okay. So yeah, 20 years yeah. before. Fair enough. Um, so back to this Disney, I love the girl squirrel. I know. She's, she's so, so sweet. sweet. She's just like so 
Like, she just comes up and, and Wart is like, I don't know what to do with this girl. And she, like, is very taken with him. And he, she just, like, will not leave them alone. Yeah. It's like, get out of here, squirrel. We're people. And uh, <laughs> my, my next note is just, now you got to fuck that squirrel, Wart. <laughs> and then, and then Your the, next lesson. And then in the next scene, oh, you too, Merlin. Yeah. He gets the, the other squirrel falls in love with him. I do feel like a little bit like if if this were made in this day and age, that would she was a little pushy. Yes, yes, yeah. And then they like turn into people again, and they like take off. And that squirrel is so heartbroken. I know. I'm and it's it's not just like you just hear like no, oh, but like she cries for a while. Yeah, I know. It's, like, it's so sad. She's so sweet. I know that was actually that that the squirrel scene was always my like my most favorite. Yeah, scene yeah, it movie. is pretty sweet. So they're back at uh, Merlin's sort of like corner of the tower at the yeah in his in the castle, which is kind of this crumbling tower, which is still like rad. I want to live there <laughs> totally. Maybe just with like a better roof. Which could not Merlin have magicked? Right. So many things could he have not just magicked that? But I digress. <laughs> so he they kind of <clears throat> made him like a. Sort of like a Da Vinci kind of character. Yes. Like, look at all these inventions Very I have. Much, yeah. And he has a globe there. And he's showing it off to to Arthur. And Arthur is like, wow, you mean like the world is actually round? And it's like, yes. And you know that in the 1400s. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. They knew that the world was round in like before the common era. That is a myth that like... What's his nuts discovered that the world was round? Fucking Columbus. They <laughs> knew it was round before that. Stop perpetuating this. Just think of the children. <laughs> yeah, but there are still people that don't believe it, so. I watch flat earther videos just because I think they're fucking ridiculous, not because it's like try to like prove this to me. Yeah. It's just like explain, Lucy. Like it's just <laughs> how? How do because they, they, they know that every other planet is round. Why is Earth flat? It just... I still maintain that if Earth were flat, cats would have pushed everything off the edge by now. They so. absolutely would have. <laughs> yes. It just... I don't understand. I know. Just, I don't understand it. Um, it's people who want to believe something contrarian. Yes. In my humble opinion. I believe that it's people who... Who want to yeah. have a, a contrary idea yes, to other yeah. people. So they have not learned yet because after they turn into the squirrel, the next animal is, oh, they become birds. Yeah. And it's like, have you not learned yet? If you turn someone into a little animal, they become prey. Yeah. Because he turns wart into some little birdie kind of thing. Yeah. And like immediately a hawk is like, mm, it's dinner time. Yeah. And Archimedes is teaching him how to fly. And so it's like, oh, like, fly faster, because here comes a big hawk. But as soon as this scene started, I was like, oh, great. Now he's going to need to fuck a bird. <laughs> um, he did not, though. That's on the extended cut. <laughs> <laughs> so then we, we show up at Madame Mim's house. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know Madame Mim didn't, like, that, like, that name didn't register. But I was like, oh, I've seen You've seen, lady. yeah. That everything about the scene with Madame Mim, it's like, I've seen all this. But mm. I don't know where or how I've seen it. Because I've never seen this movie. But all of that stuff seemed very familiar to me. Hmm. So I don't know where it came from. But I was like, oh, I know this. Yeah, Madame Mim is a very familiar character. 
Um, yeah, so I just said that she looks so familiar. I didn't know she was from this movie. So, mm, yeah. Because yeah. she can magic herself into anything. Right, so she yeah. makes herself like beautiful yes, Mim. Yeah. And I was like, beautiful Mim looks very familiar. Oh, okay. But I don't, I don't know where it comes from. Beautiful Mim, I feel like maybe the Flintstones had a character that looked like what beautiful Mim looks like. Oh, like the Weirdlies? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I loved the Weirdlies. Me too. If that wasn't right? incredibly <laughs> yeah. apparent, yeah. When the Weirdlies, um, no, it wasn't even the Weirdlies. It was like some other, the like Flintstone version of uh, Beatles. Oh, yeah. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I always think of like that as going with the Weirdlies for some yeah. reason. Yeah. They do have a, kind of a similar look to yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the next part, she's like turning into all these animals, Madame Mim, and it's like, oh, now she's the Cheshire Cat. Yeah. Like, she looks like it, and then she's like, oh, maybe it's later when when uh, Arthur does this. Yes, later Arthur is trying to like, or not Arthur, um, Merlin is trying to like scare Ector, but like, ooh, I do mm. magic. And he like, like, smoke bombs his way out of the room, but then it's like, you can still hear me. And like, that feels very like Cheshire Cat. Oh, where, yeah, totally. Like he's, or like you only see like the eyes in the tree or something. Yeah. It's like, I see. Disney has four ideas. They just keep using <laughs> yeah. them in different ways. Totally. Yeah. Um, the whole world only has four ideas. Pretty much. Yeah. So then I just started like listing all the animals. It's like, oh, the cat, the alligator, the dragon. It's like, <laughs> I, I've seen all of this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like. The alligator is in Peter Pan. I've never seen Peter Pan, oh. but I'll take your word for it. Um, but yeah, it's just like, this all looks like so familiar, but I a don't know how it looks familiar. A lot of it too. Have you ever watched Fantasia? No, I have not. Um, I think a lot of those animals show up in Fantasia. Oh, okay. Too. Um, I would be very interested in seeing Fantasia. I remember when like Fantasia, like maybe it was one of like the first things to come back out of the vault. And mm. I was like very intrigued by it. I was like, this looks like the Disney I would fuck with. And I was like, I... I wanted, it was like young enough that like, if I wanted to rent it, like my mom would have had to oh, rent it yeah. for me. And I was like, I want to rent this. And she's like, no, that's a stupid movie. It's like, there isn't even anything like, that movie's yeah, not, about not like anything. You're not going to watch it. And I was like, but I want to see it. And she's like, no, we're not renting that. And I was, and like, I was like, I feel like I would enjoy Fantasia. Oh, well, so I don't know. You've got Disney Plus, I'm sure. Oh it's my on God, there. I do. I could totally watch it right now. Um, It's like a fever dream. I, I feel like, yeah. I mean... So is this movie. <laughs> so then uh, Arthur's all excited because he's like, oh, I get to be the squire for Kay. I don't know why you'd be excited to be a fucking servant for that dickhead, but whatever. <laughs> They're on their way to London to go to like a duel or some kind of like jousting competition yeah. or something. And uh, Merlin is big mad. Yes. He's like, fine, if you're not going to take magic seriously, I'm just going to take off. So instead of just saying, well, screw all this or whatever, he says... Blow me to Bermuda. <laughs> and it's like, that is a child, Merlin. <laughs> um, yeah. 1963. <laughs> right? Again, please think of the children. And it was at this point, because like, then we go through the whole, like, oh, I forgot your sword. I'll go back and yeah, get yeah. it. And then he couldn't, and he pulls it out of, the, out, of the, out of the stone, like, right away, like, super easy. And then they all discover, like, oh, holy shit, I guess that's our new king. And it was at this point where I was like, wait, is Hector Arthur's 
dad because he says like when he discovers like oh this kid's a big deal now that now I'll be nice to him and he like kind of gets down on his knees and he's like forgive me son and it's like oh I think what version of son are we using yeah I think it's I'm an older man Uh, you're just a boy so I'm yeah yeah because I was like what and so then he goes in and he's like oh I can like take the throne now and I was like Again, here's me just trying to put all the logic in the world into this movie. <laughs> Why is the British king in a throne room full of fleur de lis? Oh? There's every single tapestry is full of fleur de lis. <laughs> and it's like, yo, British. Yeah. Who, like, I think would have been at war with France at that time. I bet you, though, that was probably reused animation. Oh, probably. From Absolutely. Yeah. They just didn't think anyone was going to think that yeah, far about it. It is generically medieval. Yes, generically medieval. Um, so then at the very end, uh, Merlin's back from 20th century Bermuda, and he's like, ugh, 20th century, that's the worst place ever. Don't <laughs> well, go there. I mean, <laughs> it's not great. At least we have the internet. I guess, yes. Yeah, for better or worse. And then I was just like, oh, that's the end. Okay? Like, it's like, I feel like it's like the sword in the stone, the sword in the stone, like, Almost in name only. Because then I started thinking about, like, what I know of, like, Arthur. And I was like, okay, so I guess this is, like, a prequel yeah, to Arthur. Pretty much, yeah. So it's like, okay, well, there's not going to be, like, Guinevere or, like, yeah. Morgan Le Fay or, you know, the Knights of the Lancelot. Table. Lancelot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, hey, that. And what about that? And yeah, this is that? setting all that up, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, T.H. White has... The three books, the Once and Future King trilogy, and this would be, like, the first one of it is, like, how Arthur becomes King uh, Arthur and stuff. Was T.H. White, like, the inventor of Merlin? Or he just be so. like, here's yeah. a legend, and I've written some books Oh, about I'm not it. sure. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what's the chicken and what's the egg ah, there. Yes, but. yeah. So, um, yeah, <clears throat> I was just like, okay, I can see how... Yeah, it was like, we had this idea for a show... Let's like shoehorn it into something that people would maybe like recognize. Like, oh, I know about the sword in the stone and and Arthur and stuff. So let's take this like movie that's mostly just about a kid like meeting a magician. Yeah. And then let's, I like think, flesh it out. I think it is all in the legend. Oh, is it? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just assumed that like I've never like read any mm. Arthur stuff, but I just figured it like because we, we know it as, like, Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table. So I figured yeah. it just started with, like, on day one I became king as a, as a grown man. Here's the um, story. Yeah, no, he became king as a, as a child. Oh, and, okay. Um, my mom has read and watched a lot of oh, yeah? Camelot and Arthurian uh-huh. legend stuff. Cool, okay. Yeah, so I gave it four sexy squirrels out of ten. <laughs> All right, well, I have a, a few little facts that we didn't get to that I'll run through here. So uh, although Walt Disney never knew it, he himself was the character designer's model for Merlin. He oh. saw them both as argumentative, cantankerous, but playful and very intelligent. He also gave Merlin Walt's nose. Oh. Um, this was the second instance in which Walt unknowingly served as a model for a wizard. The first being the wizard, Yensid, from The Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia. Did Fantasia um, come out before this? Like, when did when's 1940. Fantasia? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so this explains why the character was given the name Yensid, because that's Disney backwards. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, so this was the first Disney animated feature with songs by Richard Sherman and Robert 
Richard and Robert Sherman. Mm -hmm. The pair created some of the studio's best songs. Going on into the next decade, probably most famous are from Mary Poppins. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, And at some point, I've got it on my list to make you watch Saving Mr. Banks, which is kind of like the behind the scenes of the making of Mary Poppins. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Yeah. Nice. And so you you see them in that they're uh, ah. they're key characters in the movie who is mr banks in that movie like what is what is like um mr banks is the dad from mary poppins oh okay oh. yeah it's a good movie yeah cool yeah so that's all i have nice yeah that was uh two fever dreams for <laughs> that's that's the connective tissue two fever dreams you know in, like in I, I do, I, I I don't pick movies that I think you're not gonna like on purpose. Yeah, like, no, that's that's fair. Yeah, I mean that's what the whole point of this podcast is. Is like, oh, do you you liked this? You hated that? Like, I, uh, I, I feel like it's a surprise. I'm trying to get one that you'll like. Like, though. yeah. So yeah, um, here's like a very like good like representation of like this kind of horror. So I'll like, yeah, just give that yeah. to you. It's like. I don't know if you'll like it or if you'll hate it, but I feel like it's always like a surprise for both of us. Like, oh, you really liked that one or, oh, you hated that one. Wow. I was like, I feel like really thought you were going to like that. I one. feel like I have ended up liking more of your picks than you've liked of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> Uh-oh. When uh, our theme is everyone's favorite beige boyfriend, <laughs> Mr. Paul Rudd. Mr. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is like the, like... If anybody, so everybody in the world is problematic. Like, yeah. you know, everybody, yeah. apparently. There's just, just don't, don't ever like anyone. No, yeah. Don't. Parasocial relationships are bad. Right, yeah. But Paul Rudd is definitely the, like, anytime somebody asks the, like, who is the actor that you would be heartbroken to find out is problematic? Oh. Paul Rudd. I would, I would be heartbroken if Paul Rudd is a piece of shit. Which Tom he Hanks. probably is. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. Tom yeah, Hanks. Tom Amer- Hanks. America's uncle, you can't, you can't do anything wrong. Come yeah. on, please. I'd support that as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yes, so Paul Rudd is our theme for the next episode. Mm-hmm. So what am I watching? You're going to watch the illustrious, everyone's favorite installment. <laughs> Mine. Halloween 6. All right. And you are going to watch... Didn't I just say I wasn't picking movies specifically that you're going to hate? Right. I, I looked at the list and I was like, are you sure about that? <laughs> um, you're going to watch Our Idiot Brother. Apparently. <laughs> okay. Let's let's go. Yeah. So tune in next time to hear what we think about Paul Rudd. Yeah. I think my um, point is clear. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we get it. You love Paul Rudd. Love oh, God. Paul Rudd. <laughs> So uh, you can leave us a five-star review on a lot of your favorite podcatchers. Again, go on uh, Apple Podcasts and do it. We'll never hear about it, but you should do it anyway. It's like one of those things where it's like, no one can see you do it, but you should still do it. Like, you know, if there's no one else in a public bathroom, you're still washing your hands? Of course you are. I I would hope so. Yeah. So an Apple, a five-star Apple Podcast review is like washing your hands in a vacant bathroom. (laughs) You should do it. Just, just to be a good person. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Love and Horror Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Deanne Teresa. I'm on Instagram at Calamity underscore Laura. 
And we're also on threads at Love and Horror Podcast. We are on TikTok at Love and Horror. Uh, if you want to send us a couple of dollars, you can do that at our coffee page, ko-fi.com slash Love and Horror Podcast. I think that's all the things. Oh, we have an email address. Oh, yeah. You can email us at loveandhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, I like how on on uh, last podcast on the left, uh, Henry Zabrowski's just like follow us on all the bullshits. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just just look for our podcast name on all the bullshits. You you can you can find us if you want. Yeah, right. If uh, if you want us, we're there. So, thanks for listening, and until next time, all is fair in love and horror. Sending thoughts and prayers out to the animators who had to finish the rendering (laughs) on the Rory Kenussi for days on end.